Hey everyone, this is Austin Scher here with We Write About Music, and today I'm speaking with Troy Doherty. He's all set to release his new six-song EP titled Calvin Core, and I'm super excited to talk to him about it. Troy, thank you so much for coming on today. How are you doing? Thank you for having me, Austin. I'm great. What's going on in your part of the world? You mentioned you were in Nashville. What's mm-hmm. the weather like over there right now? It's got to be hot, I would, hope, it's I would beautiful. assume. <laughs> oh, it's yeah? beautiful outside. Yeah. Yesterday it was a little muggy, uh, kind of like all clouds. Um, but today it's like really sunny. It's nice. about 82 degrees outside. Ooh. So all it's right. like perfect tank top and shorts weather. Okay. Um, okay. But being an Irish and Scottish guy, I like, (laughs) (laughs) it's also my nemesis at the same time. So Ah, um, I get that. I get that. But nice. Yeah. It sounds like things could be a lot worse. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Obviously, obviously I want to talk about this EP. It's awesome. I've listened to it a couple times already and I've really enjoyed it. Um, Normally I would want to focus in on one song, but considering it you know, an album of songs. Let's hear about the whole thing. Um, I want to start on the production side of things. So how much of this is you and how much is, you know, is it a team kind of coming in and, and, you know, tightening the screws and bolts? I think it's always a team. Mm -hmm. Like no matter what, there's, there's no way that I can go and and even take credit for it. I mean, I, I I wrote (laughs) the songs um, Unbreakable and Guilty, the first and the last song of the EP were written with um, my producer's son, Evan Fredrickson, who's also my guitarist in my band. Awesome. Uh, and like one of my best friends. He, uh, and he's helped. It was basically Marty Fredrickson, um, who is, you know, multi-platinum producer, Evan and I together kind of was able to formulate the sound. And I mean, Marty's a genius. He's like, awesome. oh, we call him Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> like wise and he knows the ways of all of it. And um, right. And we've had uh, we had some some other musicians play on on uh, on this some songs like uh, steel guitar and uh, saxophone um, nice. on on five minute friend. But other than that, it's just it's just me, Evan and, and Marty. That's awesome, man. Well, like I said, it turned out amazing. Thank you. Next question, though, is always tough because mm-hmm. if it was if it was an isolated single we were talking about, it would mm-hmm. be a lot easier. But considering yeah. this is, you know, it's a six song album, I'll say. Yeah. Is there a song that you're the single most proud of? Oh, maybe one that you would maybe not proud of, but one that you would recommend a listener check out to really get into what you think encompasses your sound as a whole. That's a good question. You know, each song is so different. Sure. Each song has, uh, and then the way that it's played, having it be unbreakable and mistake, undercover, right. foolish, five, and guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of takes you on a cool little like journey right. of here's all these different parts of this artist. Um, and yeah. each of them are, are different. Like Unbreakable kind of kicks off with a very, uh, which was the first single. It's right. kind of like uh, motivational, yet like honest um kind of lyric with a really kind of cool upbeat like cold play one republic slash mm-hmm. pop rock vibe and then it like leans into mistake which is kind of a john mayer goes to the beach type vibe i could see totally totally you know undercover's got like hints of of james brown and the, like right. classic barbershop and then foolish is a kind of a big kind of 80s power ballad meets pop and then five is Huey Lewis in the news right and and guilty is uh 
you know, little Elton John, little train, little that early 2000s rock. So mm-hmm. it kind of captures all the different sides of me. Um, my favorite song on days like today where it's like really sunny outside okay okay and uh and everything's kind of fun i really love listening to five five okay. my friend because just it's like the perfect kind of like summary and i'm like, and I'm like let's go it's a total summer vibe um but if i'm like driving somewhere mistake is so easy listening um and when i want to go for a run i'm like unbreakable let's go uh, <laughs> like, that's awesome and, um, yeah i love all the songs i really do <laughs> I think that just goes to show that you're not a one note performer. You know what I mean? There's so many artists out there that they just make country music. They just make Mm -hmm. pop music. But, you know, one of the things that I like to ask is like, are you looking to experiment in your sound? But I think you've kind of just answered that already without even being asked because you're not pigeonholing yourself into a singular sound. You're sort of even setting a base for the future on whatever Mm -hmm. else you'll create. Because one thing I really enjoyed about the record was that there isn't just one sound. You could take one of the songs and mm-hmm. use it as the focal point of a whole next album. Mm-hmm. You could take and you could make a jazz album. You could make an eighties pop album. And yeah. I think that kind of just goes to show like talents overall. Thank so you. again, great job on that. Um, Thank you. Not necessarily even on this record, but sort of in the grand scheme of everything that you've created so far, what are you trying to accomplish with it? What sort of like message are you trying to get out there with it all? Well, um, b- before I before I answer that, uh, the uh, the steel guitarist on five, okay. Bruce, Bruce Booten. I kind of want to give that, and uh, and saxophone yeah. player was Eric Salkin. Um, great musicians, uh, really great. Um, now to answer the question, I didn't want to leave them out. No, 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 credit please always, shout out anyone. Credit you where shout credit out. is always due. I was, always, I was I was taught um, my parents, but I guess like the overall message, right? Yeah. Um, I'm more than music. Got it. And um, I think that's kind of, that's how human beings are. Yeah. We're more than just one thing. Um, like, you know, you're, you're an interviewer, but you're also a son and you're someone sure. who likes to work out and you're, and you're a personality and you're all these different things that right. I'm not just a musician and I'm not just a singer and I'm not... Um, and I think there's something interesting about that to put that idea of like, I'm not just one thing into music and kind of have music be, like you said, all these different aspects of mm-hmm. who we are. And um, the EP in itself, um, the reason why it's called Calvin Court was um, during COVID, I did these cul-de-sac concerts um, on my street awesome. and uh, my street's called Calvin Court. And I did 25 shows and the whole neighborhood kind of came out and, um, I was seeing online that other people were doing it as well. And it was just a cool way for like the community to come together. And it was like, That's Oh, really I'm cool. more than just somebody who wants to make music for the money. Sure. I'm, I'm more than, than just, than just that. And You're I like, putting I wanna... smiles on people's faces when they need it the most. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. When I'm, I want to create an experience for someone. Totally. And, so to capture that into being like human, and that's what I love about Guilty, the final song, is it is about, you know, being human. Right. And it kind of builds to that point of, of the whole EP. It kind of like has that journey of, oh, here are a bunch of different avenues that human beings go through, mm-hmm. like different feelings. And to kind of give that 
people all in a in a very connective way because we're all humans and so we all connect yeah um, deeper than we probably think we do and i think that's really cool that is really awesome and also you got super lucky that the name calvin core is like a super like slick a cool sounding name, name. it's could a have, cool name you could have lived on like the ugliest street name and just gone back and forth like ah oh, do i name yeah it? like I bourbon farger boulevard right like it just doesn't <laughs> have that snappiness to it yeah so, it's cool and i, I yeah. when i was uh when i came up with a title because we were kind of tossing it around to the team sure. of, of like do we want to call it you know the cul-de-sac do we want to call it the this because i was thinking like oh i do want to keep it in this yeah oh it's yeah it's such a momentous like yeah like 25 shows that's a shows. lot of shows a lot of shows like damn i mean i guess we all had to keep busy in some capacity but like that's a lot so it, it obviously a meant a lot yeah it was cool it was like uh it was really scary at first um, <laughs> sure. because I was playing to a cul-de-sac and nobody was there. Uh, I had a few neighbors who I was like, Hey, I'm going to be playing music. So just, uh, don't just call the cops. Right. Yeah. Don't call the cops. <laughs> and they were like, okay. And then I was doing Instagram live and yeah. I, uh, I'm like playing, nobody's there. So when the song's done, there's no clapping. It's just like maybe yeah. like, yeah, yeah. You, did it, Troy. you did it. Yeah. That's You're killing it, you know? Well, and, I would uh, I would assume that people eventually started to catch on or the word got out. And it's just like yeah. people crave live music. Mm -hmm. So and it was cool to have the uh to have the whole kind of neighborhood kind of come out and that's really everybody cool. gets in pieces or they were just riding their bike or they walk by right. for a little bit and wave and then that's cool. Man. Became the guy who plays music in the neighborhood. There you go. And guaranteed they'll all remember forever whether you think it had an impact on them or not there's a there's not a lot of uh <laughs> there's not a ton of bright spots in the past year so the fact that you were legitimately bringing joy to people's lives whether they liked it or asked for it or not mm -hmm. i think that says a lot about you as a person as a character so like damn i kind of wish i lived in nashville at the time i'll be <laughs> honest because it's been it's been what my last concert my last real concert was mm -hmm. like march of last year and yeah. yeah and it's just like counting down the days till the shows come back so mm -hmm. you've done the people a service well come on out i'm coming come on out one of these days i'm coming Book that ticket <laughs> i know um yeah. i wanna i kind of want to go back to something you said when you were explaining mm -hmm. all the individual songs and their uh their inspirations on different genres and this and that i want to know about your inspirations as an artist like Who'd you grow up listening to? Who'd your parents have on in the car? And what kind of spurred you, uh, you know, artist-wise to make your own music? That's a great question. I uh, I grew up in kind of like a smorgasbord of music. I get that. A plethora. Yes. <laughs> different things. So um, I grew up listening to classic rock, like Elton John, love Billy hey. Joel, love Queen, Bruce Springsteen. My dad loves Bruce Springsteen, especially growing up in Jersey. I think we may have had the same parents because I grew up on the exact same four artists. Yeah, Billy yeah. Joel and Old John did never never left the car. Yeah, that uh, we had a lot of Third Eye Blind nice, in the car. Nice. We had a lot of uh, a good amount of Johnny Cash too. Oh, okay. So like Johnny Cash. Um, my dad loves John Denver, so we had some Dude. of that. And um, I mean, as I grew up, I would I would kind of gravitate towards like I started loving like Huey Lewis and yeah. Like, and Lionel Richie's really great. And Stevie Wonder and like, I love Motown. So kind of grabbing that and then growing up on Aerosmith and then working 
with Marty, who right, you know, right, jaded. It's like, oh, whoa, like, hey, crazy. buddy, <laughs> and it's like, okay, okay, let's like check ourselves. Like, where are we? And uh, like, it's uh, it's cool. And so, kind of having those like classic rock roots, growing up, loving that, um, but also being such a big fan of pop music, yeah, because it slaps. Yeah, man, it's so good. Makes feel good. Makes exactly. Feel really good. And I, I kind of want to, you know, bring that rock back. And, um, you know, what we always say is, you know, Troy is at the intersection of pop and rock. And 100%. So and it's, it's right there. And I think the music kind of speaks for that. It does. Well. Yeah, if I had that, I mean, I don't need to ask because it is, but like even sort of summing up your sound, like it does blur those lines in a way that you could go either way and it works. Yeah, and some lean a little bit more. Like Guilty is definitely more of a, a classic rock. Song, yeah. While Five is like, bop right um that but it has that like stevie wonder clavinet mm -hmm. kind of going groove, it's, man. it Total still has groove. that like 70s groove which i really enjoy like 100%. the doobie Brothers. like i love the right movie. right it's that you know that whole vibe. <laughs> so you proved to me that you have amazing taste in music Thank but you. sort of the follow-up to that is mm. was there a specific album in your life that you listened to that had such an effect on you that you were like, I am going to try to make music for myself. Like the sort of like the turning point into like this thing led to the next. Specific album. You know, I, um, I grew up doing a lot of musical theater. Sure. So a lot of the albums I listened to were musical theater. Okay. Um, and I started writing because my, my, uh, late voice teacher, uh, his name is Rob. Um, he was like, Hey, you got to start writing songs. And at 14, I just started writing songs. Um, none of them were good, but that's okay. Um, they, you know, that's always how it is. You got to start somewhere. And so as I kind of went through musical theater, that, that kind of piggybacked with queen and cause queen's very, you know, very it's the most musical theater music exactly. there is. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't really, listen to a lot of albums growing up mm -hmm. i was more of a singles guy sure. like, oh i like this song i like this song i like this song um it wasn't until kind of recently when i was kind of going through this um journey of looking for my sound okay of and honestly i still might be on that journey i think i am you, well you never stop changes. you're always being yeah. influenced by some music whether it came out you know 100 years ago or it's going to come out in 10 years exactly. it's always going to have an effect on you exactly and honestly when i listened to uh goodbye yellow brick road by yeah. john i was like this is so out there <laughs> oh yeah but it's awesome it's an immersive experience. And it's so much more, that album specifically is so much more than just the singles. Mm -hmm. Like there's some really deep cuts on there that are like very experimental and very out there that yeah, you're like, like the, is uh, this album, John? Funeral I for a friend? Like Jamaican Jerk Off is like, yeah. it's like, you're like, oh my gosh, you're like, like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, dude, it's mind blowing stuff. And that was kind of a, a cool, thing to think of especially as an artist who is growing up in a um in a um, a market that's so pop single forward yeah. to look at those albums and to hear these songs that are like kind of weird and right. strange and the lyrics might not make any sense 
but they work, it kind of opens that like, oh, hey, this is, this is allowed. You can yeah. do this and be a little different and have a little more fun than being like, I got to do four chords and I got to do it. Wow. And, it, and it has to just say baby 15 times. <laughs> There's no boundaries anymore. No boundaries. So you mentioned that you started writing your songs when you were around 14. What does 14-year-old Troy look like now to present-day Troy uh, in terms of like the process as a whole? Like, do you still start with lyrics? Does it start with a guitar riff? How do you go about it? The creativity kind of comes from everywhere. Okay. Um, as I've been in more writing situations and like more writers rooms and all that stuff um i find i'm a little more melody driven okay. and maybe that's from my musical theater background of have like oh this is a really weird cool melody that yeah. flips to my falsetto and but there are some times um where i sit down um like with foolish i just sat at the piano and i, and I started playing the piano first and with undercover i was leaving the gym and I was just waking up on the bright side. And it was like, I was like, oh, that's kind of really cool. I, I have to get home like right now. Um, so uh, Unbreakable started with a riff, you know, with the, with the riff. So everything kind of has a different um, avenue. I think that kind of creativity and songwriting is um, kind of like somebody sends it to you. Right. And if you're willing to to accept it and pick it up and work with it um then it continues so it's like somebody called it like their genius where it's like oh i just i just get the idea from somewhere i don't know how yeah and i write it down so i can't take credit for it but that's all right yeah, sometimes they just flow through you know being a vessel for that type of stuff totally so now that you've you know you've made this decision, you're you're on this path as an artist and, and a musician. Is there something that you enjoy specifically about about it all, about being an artist and being a creative as a whole? I really love performing. Okay. I mean, as an actor as well, I love performing. You know, musical theater, I love performing. Sure. Um, and I really love creating that is i find that when i'm when stuff starts to get really technical mm -hmm. i'm a little more not distant but i find myself not being as immersed as if it's like we're in the creativity and we're in it and we're trying to create something so cool and yeah. different and fun yeah. um but the performing there's nothing like it there's no i mean when you get on a stage and you kind of sing and, and you connect yeah i had somebody the other day tell me they were like you looked at me for like a long time <laughs> and i was and i was like yeah i was like well it was probably about like six seconds totally okay. because i i only sang like half of a verse at you yeah um which is like six se seconds and they were like really because they were like it felt like a minute i'm like nope but that's I was the like, connection. connected they were like oh i was so connected i didn't want to look away and i was like oh my gosh and i'm like and having being able to hear that from someone and being able to have that yeah, like, awesome i locked oh, in and it was like whoa i'm affecting you in yeah. a good way of being like we are connected right now that is oh it's such a great feeling i love that man um and so speaking of touring obviously things are a little tough over here in california 
uh, in the live show department. <laughs> but how are things looking for you? Do you have shows planned? Do you have things uh, in the future going on? Like what's going on the tour schedule? So on the 17th, um, the day before the EP comes out. Nice. I, uh, I'm doing a cul-de-sac show. Hell yeah. yeah. Bring it so back. We're going to do it once a month. <laughs> oh, instead, okay, cool. Instead of um, once a week or, or two or once every two weeks. Yeah. We're going to do it once a month. We have a full band instead of just me and, and Evan. Um, I hope the HOA doesn't shut us down, but I feel like they won't. I feel like we're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, it's going to be great. I mean, we're going to have a stage. We have like lights and a full band and more speakers and it's and just awesome. inviting people. So that's really nice. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, in addition, I have some shows in Atlanta um, oh. and just setting up some shows here in Nashville, I know with the EP kind of coming out, it's like, okay, cool. Here's a product now that yeah. I could send somebody that it's six songs. It's not just one or two or three, where it's like, this is a 20 minute set at least. No, that's great. Speak in between it. So that for a venue is a little more, you know, they're willing Suitable. to kind of totally. take that on a little bit. Like, okay, this is how you sound. And then with the cul-de-sac show, we'll have a, uh, a videographer and we're going to be recording it live so cool. i can have all of it and it'd be like oh and this is how we look live <laughs> and here's this really cool venue and it's like in front of my house and it's yeah you know like looks really cool and the crowd is like filling the cul-de-sac and stuff so That's awesome, i think man. it's going to be it's going to be good and i think from fall is when we'll really be kind of yeah i mean that seems like it's like that for everyone no matter state laws Mainly, mainly on the venue side, mm -hmm. just like there's obviously there's never been more artists in the world than there are right now. Yes. And with even venue closures, it's just like everyone's either mm -hmm. fighting for a spot or postponing till the middle of next year. So yeah. to get a spot is a big deal. Um, yes. But to also like keep the momentum up is another thing. And to get people there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, obviously. Like like a, people people are craving it. So. Yeah, and people people want to go, but there's yeah. also like you know how it is. Oh, I know. Um, I mean, if you have a, you can have a a, a really big following and just yeah, and but they can be spread out. And it, exactly, and they just don't connect on a on a live standpoint too. I mean, you can right. be great on the record and you go live, and it's just like it's not the same experience. True. And um, yeah, that's, that's what I I try to bring that. I, I you know I, the live experience to yeah. me is way more, you know personal then oh no you gotta have a killer show you gotta make you gotta that connection you gotta stare people right in the eyes for six I gotta seconds stare at you for like six <laughs> seconds be like you remember this face i'm gonna yeah I'm remember this time. moment when you you know <laughs> for next time exactly, exactly. totally man yeah. so all right of all the artists that you mentioned in the past 20 something minutes of us talking who is a dream collaboration for you if you had to pick a single one well, um, Freddie Mercury's gone. Oh, we could be so dead I, or alive. Okay. There's no rules here. You <laughs> can do whatever you want. We'll say Freddie Mercury. Okay. Would, be, would definitely be one of them. Would it be a duet um, situation? Yeah, pull like a, an under pressure. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like try to maybe do something like that or just come up with something fun. I mean, I think that would be cool. I think writing with Jackson Brown would be cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I actually saw he was one of the last shows I saw 
yeah. before everything shut down he like showed up at another person's concert i was like oh my god living legend yeah also i think super underrated i don't think he gets the credit he's that he deserves i mean he wrote a lot of the eagle songs right so it's like you know he's kind of one of those like secret mm-hmm. but he's not a secret he's jackson brown yeah but no i know he's a very well-known wrote... name yeah he but... kind of like skates that he does in between which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, he's cool. actually playing with uh, James Taylor at Bridgetown. Really? In in August. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Damn. I'm like hoping I can get tickets for that because you know, even a bad seat at that show would be like yeah. I was there. I'll stand. Yeah, I'll stand. I'll, stand. <laughs> Say, I'll sit in the parking lot. But yeah, <laughs> just give me a live stream. Totally. That I could almost feel. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think those two would be cool. Um, there's so many good writers out here. Oh yeah, Nashville. So many. Packed. I mean, there's so many great writers in, in New York and, and LA and yeah. all over the world. But I mean, just I could be sitting across the table from someone who's written five yeah. number ones. And You'd have no idea. Genuine human being. Yeah. And they're just like so cool. You know. I've never been to Nashville, but it's definitely on oh, my you, uh, you definitely come. on my list of places to visit. So you gotta come. I'll get out there one of these days. Yeah. Moving aside from the music for just a minute, um, we are just about halfway through this year. And I want to know, how do you plan on working on yourself as a human being for the next six months? I love that question. I love that question. Sweet. So I uh, spent a lot of last year working on myself, um, which is great. I had a lot of time um, to kind of figure out Totally. Who would have thought? I would have had all the time. Um, <laughs> Great. I had some time to figure out some things. Um, you know, I turned 25 at the end of the month. Nice. So I was able to kind of figure out more of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of what do I like? What do I enjoy? Who are the type of people I like hanging out with? Yeah. Um, which friends are actually friends? and not not like i'm giving 80 percent and they're giving 20 Mm -hmm. who are the people who give me 50 and i give 50 right um and who are the people who give me 80 and i give 20 and yeah i give more to them and that has kind of bled into this year as well um and so i think from june to december one of my goals is to well one of my goals at the beginning of the year was how can I find joy every day? That's tough. Even when I'm extremely stressed out and having an EP release and I have all these things, and I got to set up a show and how can I find the joy in all that? How yeah. can I, and, and the way to do it that I found is it's not worrying about how many streams something gets. It's not worrying about who's going to listen to it, but it's, am I proud of the product? And the answer is yes. So it doesn't matter. That's all you can do, man. You spend the time, you spend the money. Like if you're not happy with the end product, that obviously sucks. Yeah. But you also got to enjoy the little moments and and the writing part of it and the recording part of it. And and it's, it's not just, uh, it's not just a single release. It's not just an EP release. It's the whole journey of getting there and the promotion and then this and that, like it's a full-time business. And I don't think people that. And it's, it's so uh, kind of parallels life too. Uh, like, yeah. yeah. You can get so caught up in the business side of it. Yeah. And 
you know, I was at a rehearsal yesterday and with the band for the, for the cul-de-sac concert. Sure. And we were kind of, you know, figuring it out because it was a rehearsal. It was a full band. We're like, okay, yeah. how do we do? And there are moments that like, didn't sound great. There are moments that sounded awesome. Of and instead of the moments that didn't sound great, me being like, this is terrible. I'm having a hissy fit. It was <laughs> right. Like, right. you know, like, oh my gosh, it's in, you know, three days and whatever. Uh, I kind of was able to be like, this is where we are. Like, let's just take a beat and like, and realize where we are. It's like, we're in a studio practicing music. Yeah. Two years ago, I, two years ago, actually today, um, I flew to Nashville for the first time. Yeah, dude. And like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm now in reflect. the same studio Neil Diamond recorded in. Right. Practicing a, an hour and a half set. And awesome. we're, you know, crushing it to the degree that we can without practicing. Yeah, I mean, yesterday was like our, our first rehearsal. So it's yeah. like, yeah. And by the end of it, we were like, man, this sounds awesome. And if I kind of slipped into that, that like really eh, type of energy, right. the whole rehearsal would have gotten, you know, would have been brought down instead of me being like, you know what? Maybe the reason why I'm feeling this way is I didn't have dinner and I'm tired. <laughs> and so I'm a little like, okay, I'm a little on edge because I'm hungry, but, and I can, and I can now recognize that mm. because of the work I did last year. And there's always work to be done. I mean, finding that happiness in every day is, is, is hard, but if you make it a point and it's a part, if you say that you are somebody, you know, your words are stronger than you think they are. Right. So if I'm someone who has empathy and, and it kind of, kind of comes full circle to back to like what the music is it's like i am this if i am unhappy it's like why am i unhappy is it because of other people or is it because of me sure. and for most of the time it's me of like oh it's maybe somebody did something that affects me but why does it affect me right you know yeah and then it's you gotta look you gotta take a step back and kind of look in and yeah that goes to enjoying the process Mm -hmm. and uh yeah totally yeah um so i've got one more question for you yeah and it's something that i like to close with but basically i want to know for the person that is going to discover you from this and for the person that is going to dive into your music for the first time uh what is a parting message that you would like to pass off to them welcome obviously yes. um Hello. Welcome. Yeah. Hey, I'm Troy. Um, no, uh, we're doing it. We're doing it. That has a lot of my friends kind of make fun of me for that um, because it's now on the top of my Instagram. It says That's awesome. Um, I'm not trying to do it. We're doing it. And if you uh, join this community of Troy, if you become one of the people of Troy, you know, you're also doing it and we're in this together. I love and, it. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. That's great. Um, Troy, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time out of your day. I'm really happy that we can make this work. Yeah, awesome. For everyone else, this is going to be coming out on the 17th, but the EP Calvin Court comes on the 18th, which is a Friday, which is this yeah. Friday. 
which means it should be the only thing that you should be listening to repeatedly because it's yeah. awesome. Yes. And you'll you'll find the specific songs that fit your mood, but ultimately it's a really fantastic listen. And again, congratulations on its on its impending release. But also thank you again for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me, Austin. It was awesome. Awesome, man. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I look forward to speaking soon. Yes. Awesome. Take care, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. I have a good one. Yeah.